This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 39. And here we are smack dab in the middle of summer. It doesn't feel maybe like the middle of summer, but once you hit the 4th of July, guys... It's uh, it's game summer over for a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> Time for too pools, I, drinks. I take my shirt off, go into the pool. It's too late. It's already July, halfway there. Might as well. I'm, I'm, you- I'm committed to my beer gut now. Because earlier in May, you take it off. You're like, I got to do sit ups, I got to diet. This point, I just gave up. I just, you just I'm, go. I'm embracing the heavy guy. It's so hot and humid out. You just I'm not, go. I'm you don't care. My beer gut. I embrace it. Do you have those neighbors that walk around with their shirts off? The guys. Absolutely. I love the ones that walk around the shirts that they have the gut and they get like they biceps. Care. They got biceps, so they, they, they show those, you know, they show them off. Yeah, that's got from carrying going on. six packs. I love that. Yeah. Hey, They're Jim. confident, you know? Your hey. neighbor, Eddie. Yeah. It's always a guy named Eddie. Always a guy named Eddie or, or Frankie. <laughs> One or the other. Eddie, Frankie. Frankie, yeah. Uh, we're excited because we're going to introduce you to Nick Walker, who is the co-founder along with his wife, Kat, who's not with us for our podcast, but you got a 17-month-old, right? Yeah, she's actually going to be two in a few weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we're actually throwing a big two-year-old birthday party for her nice. on the 25th of July. And the Excellent. Berg bus is their uh, genius. Our new baby. Yes. yes. Yeah. Big I see baby. what you're saying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 40-foot-long baby. <laughs> so everybody wants to know. Now, they're going to see this bus. I mean, you were already out and about and have been for how long now? Uh, we're still in our first month. We actually only just started tours this month in July. So the concept, please tell me. The con- you you put people on a bus that you've retrofit, and it's really cool. Who did your design work, by the way? Uh, so we've had a bunch of different companies involved. Uh, we had a local company um, that did like our logo, and they came up with the outside graphics for the bus, uh, and then... The company that actually retrofitted our bus is actually in Ohio. Uh, We actually struggled to find a company in Pittsburgh that could do all the things that we had in mind for the inside of the bus. Um, But yeah, so local company did the outside. Uh, Our logo is completely custom. It's, you know, it's not like a bot font or anything. And so we just, we love it. It was exactly what we wanted. It's like big and groovy and like, you know, just a really fun logo. So we're we're very happy with how everything turned out. You can't miss the bus because I saw it at the Pirates game the other day. I mean, it's black and gold and and very huge. (laughs) Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a full-size bus. uh, And one of the coolest things that we did is we took all the windows out. So it kind of gives it this open air feel. And when it's full of people and a comic up there and people are drinking on a Friday night, I mean, you can hear this bus coming. 
from far away. And then when you turn your heads to see the bus, then you're like, whoa, what is that thing? We have to get on that thing. People are having fun. Why are we not on that bus? It's, it's a brilliant idea. And I love it. And the fact that it's, it's so unique and, and you're taking risk. I know Larry and I, we're, we have a business. We're, we're growing. And you know that exciting feeling as it's starting to happen. And, and, and it's, there's fear and excitement both. <laughs> But it's just, a, I don't know, it's a freedom feeling. It's a great feeling. I'm sure you're feeling I'm excited for you guys because it really is a unique thing. And I think Pittsburgh, it's one of those things where people are going to go, I should have thought that myself. Yeah. There's a guy right now in a bar You're probably crafting one. Daily. I Some should have thought that myself. Sure. I, mean, I had that idea 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah. I told it to Chucky. And yeah. I got stoned. I forgot about it. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I know it's hard. I mean, like, I know so many people like think about starting businesses and it's it's very it's very exciting it's very scary like you said but it's all about taking that leap i guess and so you are part of now the tourism trend and for people that don't know because typically if you're from here if you're a native you don't really realize how big a tourist attraction the city overall i found out like the Andy warhol museum is one of the biggest attractions, if not the number one attraction for foreign visitors to come mm-hmm. to our city. Then, of course, you got the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins on the sports side. And then you've got all these legendary museums, robotics, and all this great stuff going on. And now this, it fills a gap because the Ducky Tours yes. used to do, you know, the immersion in the water. But they would drive around town, and we took it once and I thought, this is great. I'm learning things that I didn't know about my own city. So right. you're not from here, though. No, and that's a weird story. So, like, my wife and I are actually not from Pittsburgh. How the hell did you end up here with this? <laughs> it's so weird. I mean, we don't really have a great story of how we ended up here. We, we met in college down in the south in Georgia. And we slowly, ever since we graduated, we've slowly been moving farther north. We, we weren't in love with the south. And uh, we visited Pittsburgh many, many years ago. And we fell in love with it, and we were like, let's make Pittsburgh work. Let's move to Pittsburgh. And we moved here. After a year, we're like, we love it here. We're very happy here. Let's buy a house here. Bought a house here. And then we're like, hey, let's start a family here. Started a family here. And we're like, and we've always had this idea for the Berg bus. And we're like, well, then a business. And it was like those three things kind of fell into place. And now we're here, and we're happier than ever. And what makes the Berg bus unique is that you're not just getting on a bus. You're not just seeing the city. You're laughing the entire time because you bring comics yes, on board. For sure. Yeah. So that was the biggest twist for it. You know, not that there was nothing like it here, the way it looks and everything, but we wanted to bring a twist to like a sightseeing tour. And by that, we have local comics as the tour guides. And that brings us to Chrissy Costa from Sliberty. <laughs> you are a native, right? I am a native, yes. Costa, that's a very famous name in this town. Are you related to the famous yes, Costa? All of them, yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I am. All of them. Guy I Costa. Oh, I bet you have stories. Senator Costa. Dr. Costa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, great guys. And uh, when did you determine in your life that you were going to be a stand up comic? And Jimmy. I know you talked to Jimmy about this. He he always he gets did. that award. He he does. I yeah. He could you just step back a little? Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs> Every year we do the uh, they do the best of Pittsburgh um, contest and the comedian part. I'm like, so who's going to win this year? Bill Crawford or Jim Crenn? <laughs> like, <laughs> How rough is it though to be right. a female stand up, even in this day and age where so many people are so worried about? 
politically correct in the cancel culture about mm-hmm. jokes. And being a woman's got to be tough to stand up there on a stage and it's just you. What made you want to do that? Um, I, I did it. I started, so I started 11 years ago at probably my lowest point in life. I, it always starts there. Comedy. Always, yeah. 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 I was on a, it starts from tragedy. No. You, don't, I, um, you don't move up too much from the low point. I'm right a little bit up. Yeah. <laughs> one rung up. One rung up. That's about it. <laughs> so I, uh, so back in 2004, I was living in Chicago, uh, studying at Second City and studying comedy writing. And everyone in my group, except for me, was a comedian. And I thought, God, that sounds so hard. Like, I, I've always been a writer. So, and I've always had, always had friends tell me, you should do stand-up. And I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know. So, around 2010-ish, um, I had a really bad breakup, and I moved to Missouri, Joplin, Missouri. The female version of me, for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> I moved Break to... Breakup, depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I got a neck tattoo, all in Joplin, That's Missouri. next year for me. Lived in a... <laughs> That's the lowest. Um, But yeah, so I was at the lowest point. I lived in a trailer out there, and then I got cheated on by my rebound relationship. So I came back to Pittsburgh. Good God. um, A local comedian said, I read. Where is the hilarity in this story? (laughs) I know it's coming. No, it's coming. I know the story. No, there's nothing. So I was like at the lowest point, and a a local comedian actually reached out to me. She had read stories of mine because I used to try to write for The Onion. And they didn't take new people. Mm-hmm. So I would write stories on uh, MySpace or Facebook as if I wrote for them. Oh, and um, a local comedian reached out and she said, you should do some stand-up. And I was like, well, I've never done that. And she said, well, I'll put you on stage on Thursday and it, or Tuesday. And it was a Thursday. So I had like five days to prepare. And then I did it. And Were you I, terrified? I was terrified, yeah. But yeah. Um, I haven't stopped doing it since. I'm still... People ask me all the time because I speak... I'm not necessarily doing stand-up. You are now. Well, with Jimmy, I introduced Jimmy, and Jimmy encouraged me. He said, you know, you got to do a little something. So it's one thing to do five, ten minutes as an introduction to somebody else mm-hmm. than to be the guy or the gal that's yeah. up there as the main attraction. But I still get anxiety when I speak in public. Sure. People say, well, you do this uh, Heinz Field, or you do this on the radio and TV all these years of public... But when you get up, sometimes the smaller, more intimate groups are more intimidating. More and terrifying, absolutely, yes. I could speak to 60,000 people at Heinz Field, but if I'm talking to a smaller group, yeah. you get that anxiety. This old comedian I worked with years ago, his name was Uncle Dirty. He used to write for Richard Pryor and Carlin. I thought he was full of it until I saw on The Tonight Show as a kid Pryor talking about his Uncle Dirty. And I was like, oh, he's, he really did write for it. And he used to open for the Grateful Dead. And I worked with him in the Tropicana Atlantic this years ago. I'm a kid. And I always still nervous and still feel the anxiety, like you said. And he said, he said, Jim, he goes, that's what makes it, makes it work, man. He says, we're gazelle, man. I go, what? He said, well, he said, when the gazelle's uh, being chased by the lion, a group of gazelles, he said. He said, the fastest one's the successful one. The slow one, who wasn't nervous enough, got caught and eaten. So you're, you're, oh, God. Yeah, so your anxiety and nervousness kind of just makes you live and survive. And it kind of, so it's good. Another way we need it. So he said, embrace it. Be the gazelle because it helps you survive. If you start getting, you start to not get nervous, you start to get lazy, guess what? You get eaten. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, I thought that was pretty wise. I remember that. The, the more nervous you are, the more prepared you are. You're and, on and, the edge. And 
comedians have to do that. I mean, you have to know your whole shtick for an hour, and you have to make it sound as if it's the first time you've ever said it. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. you've probably stood in front of the mirror hours and hours and hours preparing to The do dark this. side of comedy continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to ask you about your act and how that's working on the Berg bus. Nick mm-hmm. Walker, Chrissy Costa with us, and... It's episode 39, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren and Sheila Hyland. Larry Richard with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland, episode 39. We're with the creator of the Berg Bus, a new touring opportunity that's themed for all of yens. And one of the cool things is comedians on board while you're getting your tour. And in this case, we're with Chrissy Costa, who's from East Liberty. So she's a Pittsburgh gal. And we're excited, Nick, that you and your wife, Kat, decided to make Pittsburgh your home. Before we talk about the comedy on the bus, I'm curious, what were you doing before this to make a living? Oh, gosh. So I'm one of those people that has held so many different jobs. You know, it was like out of college, I was editorial assistant for an online pet travel company. <laughs> Which sounds pretty wow, funny. Wow, that's a unique a pet travel yeah. company. Yeah, like, so my cat it wants to fly. Basically, it's like it was like, hey, I'm bringing my dog with me on vacation. I need to find a pet friendly hotel. Actually, it's genius. To, it is. Yeah, they did a really. I mean, I think they're doing really great now. That's a niche market. It was. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. use that. Yeah. That's good. Some people, you know, it was a really good idea. So, and I was also customer service for that, also, uh, which is that's some, a whole awesome. Oh, some thing. good complaints there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I worked at a distribution center for a grocery store and I worked in the freezer department and it was between negative 10 and negative 20 in there. Is that when you get your neck tattoo? That had to be low. <laughs> no, yeah. That was a low point? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, so that was fun. Oh, we had to start at 5 a.m. So that was good. That was um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, horrible. I've had, so, you, you know, a, torture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Jimmy says, for 25 years, he felt like he had the flu every day. That's it. That's but go it. ahead. Yeah, that. And then, yeah, you know, did lift, um, I tried to make it as a screenwriter, of course. Uh, so, you know, lots of things for sure. And uh, always always was trying to think outside the box. I always kind yeah. of thought that was an important thing. Um, and it came to the point where it was like, well, can't we do something on our own? You know, can't we start our own business and, and kind of start small, uh, you know, where there's not many em- employees and we're not going to have a storefront and all that. So it was like the bus idea for some reason always clicked and... Now, here we are. Now, you used to have two buses. I have one. What's the story? Yeah. What happened to the second bus? Okay, so... It blowed right. up. <laughs> what was that? It blowed up. It's very close, actually. <laughs> so, okay, so we bought two identical school buses. Okay. They were both used. Uh, like, the VINs were just off by, like, a few numbers. They were, like, they were like brothers and sisters. And so, we had two buses. And the second bus, the uh, state inspection was up. So, it was at the mechanics here in Pittsburgh. And... It was parked out front, and a tractor trailer hit a utility pole that had three transformers on it. And the transformers fell right on top of the 18-wheeler, instantly ignited and caught fire. And our bus was, was with feet, feet away, and the flames caught the side of our bus. And our bus burned up at the mechanics. Greatest story ever. Yeah. Wow. Please tell me you beat that insurance. one. Yes. yes. We, got, we got every dime back on that bus. And Tremendous. luckily, it was before we had any work done to the bus. Oh, wow. So it wasn't painted. It had, it had all the original bus seats still on it, you know, with Tremendous. all the used gum still under all the seats, all that. So luckily, 
that was the silver lining of that. That story. was. Yeah. So that's a good story. But the bus burned up, and hey. it's just weird to tell people that, you know. So you get it's the burned like bus. It. Kind of exciting. Two hour tour, <laughs> thirty bucks. You can mm-hmm. buy it online, and you get a comedian live on board. So Chrissy Costa, in this case, how much training do you have to have on what you're saying about the tour, or do you do? commentary or are um, you actually doing the details of what you're seeing in the tour so it was all kind of brand new it was just like we're just gonna try it out and see what works and i'm kind of still doing that. it's only been what three weeks yeah um so i've every tour i've done um i think they've mostly been sold out not all of them but mostly the so i've had yeah. the weekends yeah so i've had another comedian with me so we've kind of played off each other like one of us will try to tell some facts. Um, on the Saturday night, you're not going to get a whole lot of facts about the city. Yeah, uh, yeah. People There's just want to have a good time. People, and I'll ask them, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. I'll ask them. I'll say, does anybody here want the tour? Like, want to hear? <laughs> yeah. like, occasionally, I'll point out a building. Uh, like, ended up being Shadyside Hospital <laughs> one night. And, I, okay. and then we just went right back into, um, it's, it's a lot of crowd work. Um, yeah, because it's very intimate. It's obviously. very intimate. Yeah, yeah. Like, it can be challenging. I would imagine. Absolutely, too, because you've got people want to socialize. They're not sitting there mm-hmm. necessarily focused on you. Mm-hmm. Bus hecklers. I had Bus. one. He was really <laughs> yes. We did have one a couple weeks ago, and it, he was just having a good time. It was and a then, driver. <laughs> <laughs> it was Nick. No, uh, was that? Yeah. Um, but at the end. Um, it turned out like I ended, I ended up knowing him, and he knew another comedian who's uh, just did a tour with me last week, Samantha Bentley. Um, so no, he was just having a good time. So it was nothing. Angry yeah, I was on that. Bus. Yeah, you were on that. that. Anyway, at first I was like, this guy's being. I can't. <laughs> yeah, tell I was like, like we're really gonna have to. Or if he's trying to interrupt this whole tour. Yeah. But yeah. It was his wrong. birthday. He just wanted some. Yeah. Attention. Did you have any furries on your bus last week? <laughs> no, I tried so hard. My wife and I tried so hard to get furries That'd on the bus. Good. We even were at the block party on Saturday. Oh, we wow. had the bus parked right in the center. Yeah. We were handing out, you know, brochures and we're like, hey, like we're gonna be here. They like were not really into it. Like you know, they're into other things, are suspicious. They are, yeah. And what would that be, Sheila? <laughs> Um, I'm pleading the fifth on that. Yeah. I'm not really sure what they're into, but that's, that's for if another If you were a furry, podcast. Larry. Oh, no, no. If you were, <laughs> if you were a furry, what, would you, what animal would you be? A lemur. Lemur's good. A Larry lemur. the lemur. I like there that. There you go. Oh, I like lemur. it. I'd be a chipmunk. Well, lemur looks like kind yeah. of a cross between a raccoon tail, hmm. little different face, yeah. much more friendly looking than a raccoon. Larry's and obviously it, thought about this well, before. This is like way too easy to answer. If you're going to be a furry though, key word, you, you want to be a friendly furry so people buy you drinks and you're happy and you don't scare them away. That's why I want to be a chipmunk if I was a furry. Chipmunk. I Everyone loves a, a chipmunk. Everyone loves monkeys. Wait, you like monkeys. Why wouldn't monkeys. you want to be a monkey? I guess because I love monkeys. I'd like be hanging with you. Jimmy's Shields. addicted to monkey videos on TikTok. Hey, relax. So every time I see <laughs> That's my crack, monkey, monkey videos. Monkey related, I said. <laughs> yeah, I get them out. It's great. That's probably better than like cat videos, I would think. I like cat videos. Yeah, but, okay. but monkey videos, videos are probably but more But you know what? We've, we've sent videos back and forth on the monkeys. Oh, yeah. They can be mean. Some can be mean. I mean, they're, they're, they're mean bad days to you. They're young sometimes. Little ones can be mean. mean little little they're yeah. tough. That's what keeps you from adopting one or taking one. I, I, <laughs> Good point. They highly yeah. recommend that people don't. Isn't that illegal? Yeah. It probably yeah. We had a monkey. Yeah. We had a monkey growing up in East Liberty. Are you yes, serious? We no, did. What was that like? What so I, my dad, we did actually one of the first jokes I ever told on stage. The very first uh, show I did, I talked about Jojo the monkey. Uh, we didn't have him long. 
uh, he, I mean, it was just, it, it was old school East Liberty. My dad would come home drunk from a bar with an animal every now and then. And, yeah, I like, I like this. And Jojo was one of the animals and we had like, he wasn't with us very long. Uh, he was wild. My mom said he would throw feces and, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah I mean, that's like a monkey thing. Yeah. Mon- yeah. But I, I felt like he fit in with the family. I mean, <laughs> monkeys. That's a thing you did in your family. Shit, shit. <laughs> that's what kept me from having, again, when monkeys uh, pleasure themselves up to 12 times a day, which is only two more than me. <laughs> I don't need the competition. That's something to aspire to. You asked why I wanted to be a monkey. I don't need the competition. (laughs) I don't need that. (laughs) Oh, I don't need that. We're with uh, Nick Walker, (laughs) co-founder with his wife, Kat, of the Berg Bus, and Chrissy Costa here and talking about a tour that you can take. So you're doing this seven days a week. You start down on Penn near the... David Lawrence Convention We're right Center. there near the convention center. And where do you go? What's the what's the game plan? Do you want me to give you the whole route? Yeah, well, sort of. Generally. Let's okay, so we're downtown. We do the North Shore. We come back downtown. We go down Carson. We kind of snake our way through Oakland, Shadyside, Bloomfield, Lawrenceville, the Strip, back downtown. That's a good, yeah. that's a good nice. loop. Yeah. Now, given gas prices, though, uh-huh. <laughs> maybe you're just going a block and back. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we might need to rethink the route. Yeah, it's a 100-gallon uh, diesel tank, so it's... Uh, so, so, there, so you're allowed to bring beer on or something? That's like that? the oh, yeah. thing we haven't talked about. You partnered with Pittsburgh Brewing Company, didn't you? They reached out to us, and nice. we were very happy to get that that email. It's perfect. And, uh, yeah, so we they put some, you know, their IC light branding on the outside of the bus. That works. And it's, yeah, so that's awesome. Um we're giving away, you know, select IC lights on select tours on the 21 awesome. plus tours awesome. um, on the weekends. Uh, but yeah, all all tours are BYOB, and that's we've been handing out shots. I've been we've yeah. been giving shots. I, it's a good time to ask, can we? I mean, I've been doing it, yeah. been giving them out the window. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's <laughs> they it's, love it. It gets wild on the Friday and Saturday nights for sure because people definitely, like we said, they show up, they want to just kind of. Well, who's drink. driving the bus? You? No, I am <laughs> licensed though to drive the <laughs> okay. bus. So there are times. Uh, but we do have a main bus driver uh, that normally is a school bus driver during the year. So they're experienced. Yeah, that's been the joke. It's like, it's like passage. oh, eight-year-olds are not much different right. than a bunch of drunk adults. And so. you said, did you say you do Southside as well? Yes, so we go down so Carson. So you're going down Carson at, say, 10 o'clock on a Saturday mm-hmm. night. What's that like? It's got to be madness. It's weird. It seems like it gets more crowded later now. Oh, we go yeah. down. There's definitely a lot of like hooing and hollering as we drive by. But I know that some of the comedians love to, you know, make the jokes about like, don't worry, it's not, you know, 3 a.m. yet. I don't think we're going to get shot at, you know, on Carson. But <laughs> Do you have um, not microphones, but um, something? What am I trying to say? Speakers. Blair- speakers. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> speakers. Outside of the bus. So Award-winning journalist. So I know. I cannot come up with words. <laughs> microphones. So oh, yes. <laughs> the crowd can hear what's going on. No, we don't, but um, we do have, like, a megaphone that's right next to the tour guide podium oh. that they get out every now and then and, like, pop their head out of the window and they can, you know, holler at people on the street. So that's been really fun. That sounds good. Yeah. I remember taking a ducky tour. Actually, it was a hybrid. They wanted us to be on one of their vehicles during the St. Patrick's Day <laughs> Parade. That was insanity. Yeah, yeah okay. And they gave us these quacking devices you know, quack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was so annoying. That would be annoying for after a little bit. 
First five minutes, fun. it's cute. You don't have any uh, noisemakers yet, do you? No, we want it. We want to do something, but then my wife and I were like, "But wait, we don't want a bunch of drunk people to get noisemakers on the bus. Disrupt the show yeah. right away." Yeah, I mean, maybe at the maybe the last five minutes we can pass something out. When well, the tour's you don't want to interrupt the down. comedians. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Chrissy's like, "Well, wait a minute, no, no, what no. about us." <laughs> Chrissy, could you could you go R rated on this thing, or is it just G? Is it PG? Oh no, R. Nick even said go, and I was like, R? "You don't have to tell me." Like. You have to tell me to pull back, not right. to go. Yeah, we go. Oh, yeah. We had we had a really good time this past Saturday. Sam, yeah. Samantha and I. Yeah, they did. They had a lot of compliments. So I, it's funny. I got a call yesterday. Someone that was like, "So we really want to book the R-rated tour, and it's a night away from the from our kids." And they're like, "Is it is it really R-rated? Is it like raunchy, raunchy?" And I'm like, "We haven't gotten any complaints, right? Yeah. And it's like too extreme. So but like, it's R-rated. It's adult only. So cool." Yeah, and that's only on the Friday and Saturday night tours. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the daytime tours are PG-13. Okay. Yeah, we kind of rein it in a little bit on those. Uh, yeah. That's a little more family No friendly. twerking. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. There's no oh, there goes my closer. Yeah. No twerking. <laughs> I'm not going then. No twerking. <laughs> <laughs> words I don't want to hear, no twerking. <laughs> All right, get on the bus. It's uh, the Berg bus. Nick Walker, we got Chrissy Costa with us. It's Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, episode 39. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, episode 39. We're with the co-founder of the Berg Bus, and they're just rolling here. It's a tour opportunity. Nick Walker and his wife, Kat, and uh, one of the comedians who will entertain you, perhaps in your future, Chrissy Costa. I think we should take... A tour. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to take a tour. How many people can fit on the bird bus? So it has a 44-seat capacity. Okay. Which is, that's good. That's a good it number. Is. Mm-hmm. Big, big bus. But you realize if these two came on board the bus, you would have to hand the microphone over at some point. That's just the way they roll. <laughs> mm-hmm. They couldn't just sit back. No, they could not. Larry. They not could Larry. You know that ego? In. No way. Not Larry. <laughs> I try. That would be fun. I think that would be fun. Though. Or you can host your own monthly tour. That's well, what you, you should know. do. Oh. Talk. Talk. oh. Yeah. We could be a plant on the bus. There you just go. Stack, you know. Go incognito. Yeah. Incognito and then reveal yourself. <laughs> Larry's throwing us in a little second city. <laughs> I like a Larry. I don't know if I that's like style, Larry. Jimmy Chrissy's like, hey, this is my job. <laughs> You've taken enough from us, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I got an idea. We can, uh, I want that award. We'll, we'll talk about make it a deal. You can give out our, our Yinzer chocolate bars as special <laughs> treats. There you right? go. Lara, like, you're always thinking that. Yeah, love. it's a good He's problem. Good man. Man. You guys. Said you go through the strip district? Yep. Smallman Street? Yep. No, we're on Penn, but still, yeah. But well, we can let go that we way. Might be able to be when we turn, maybe yeah. start a we business got, someday. We got something for you in the future. <laughs> yes. Nice. Then you'll have to get everybody off the bus. Yeah, oh yeah, we'll be steering everyone this. into well, we whatever it, it is them. that you're planning nice. for. Us. So, do you write jokes just for the bus, or are you just kind of working in the moment? You know, I, I did. I did it first, and then I got on the bus. Uh, the first tour I co-hosted with Jeff Fieldhouse, and quickly realized that this is going to be a lot of crowd work. Like, it's a little more difficult to do your whole set. Right. You know, it, it's a, just a different entity. So, um, so yeah, I have some jokes that I've written for the bus that I... and But most of it is just uh, crowd work, and it's just right on the moment. Well, Jimmy taught me when I opened for him at uh, Steamworks, which is a little BYO mm-hmm. place up on Route 8, uh, John Vento owns and operates and it's it's a great venue 
You weren't there for the last one, Sheila. No, but I was there for the previous one. Yes, you were. I'm just trying to say, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do and I try to support Jimmy. Sheila is official. Jimmy, Jimmy like says, number one. He said, like on the fan page there, yeah. Come up with something original. Now, I don't write a lot of jokes. I'm kind of an observational humorist. But you are naturally, you are naturally funny, though. But I, I heard you, you were hilarious, too. Well, Jimmy way. set me up, and he said, why don't you, you know, put something together for like 10 minutes? And I thought, well, you're going to utilize your frame of reference is being on TV and radio and people that the audience knows and maybe little twists of who those people are. Mm-hmm. But the one joke, and I, I asked Jimmy, I said, I'm going to write a joke. I was all excited. It was a great A joke. joke. I loved it. <laughs> it was the night after the clouds, because of this storm that came through at sunset, looked like they were globular, you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody was posting pictures and videos <laughs> Of these clouds and wonder, what are them clouds? <laughs> right. right. And as a former television <laughs> meteorologist, people would have asked me, what was that cloud formation? So we asked our AccuWeather meteorologist, and he said they were Manamula or something. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It said mammaries. It's mammaries. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. No mammary clouds. I'm going, I get it. And I said, booby clouds. Yeah, there you go. And then I have a renewed interest in sky watching now. And now I realize where they came up with the name Milky Way. <laughs> right? It was yep. my joke. The layered, yep. this layered joke. And Jimmy it's looked over brilliant. at me like from a distance. You know, he's off to the side. He just gave me that nod, like nice, nice, nice boy. <laughs> uh, what? And I'm curious for us Pittsburghers. Sheila's kind of we've we've had her long enough. She's definitely a Yenzer, <laughs> even though she's originally from Portland. Which one? The one that's far, far away. Mike Lang always Mike, Mike Lang always says five years. You're official. You're in the pit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, five I would years. I would say it Made didn't it. even take that long for me. And at how long? <laughs> the anointment thing. I've been here. It'll be 34 years next. Oh month. God. Oh man. I know. See. You came as I, I mean, I've been here longer than most people have been born in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, I'm curious now that you and your wife Kat Nick mm-hmm. have had a chance to really emerge, and you've obviously capitalized on the Berg bus. And you know us Yenzers, so you're serving it up yeah. with your two-hour tours. What your impressions overall of Pittsburgh are? Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh people, I think, are some of the most unique people that I've ever met. And I love the, like, the pride that Pittsburgh has like, in its history, in its city, and in, in its sports. And I've never seen that, I think, anywhere else. And I, just, I think that the people of Pittsburgh are just... They're so happy and so proud to be from Pittsburgh. And genuine. Yeah, they're very genuine. They're very down to earth. They're you know, very hard work. You know what we do, Nick? What? Jimmy knows this. We give directions. And you know this, Chrissy. Mm-hmm. Using places that, that are used dirty. to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you just classic. turn where the church used to be or the <laughs> <Yeah>. gas station. <laughs> right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've always heard that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember the Kegos is down there? That's your make a left. Down where Osley's used to be. <laughs> That's so true, too. It is. What about Berg food? Uh, I know everybody around the country here is Primantes, but we got some other unique Pittsburgh places to eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we love we love Pittsburgh pizza, I guess. Some mm-hmm. people claim it's that Pittsburgh pizza. has its own pizza. Solid pizza. But people from out of town, I know, like 
think it all sucks, which I think is bullshit. But like pizza, yeah, oh, they think our pizza. They're yeah. jealous. They're oh, jealous. No. I know. Yeah, you know we have more pizza places per capita than any city in America. That, yeah, because yeah. we love pizza. Mm-hmm. Love it. We're good at yeah. it. Good pizza, mediocre pizza, great pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where do you live? What part of town? We're like we're up in the Swickley area. Actually, we just moved up there. Um, before we were next to Ben Roethlisberger. No, come on. This thing must be going really good. (laughs) He's in the Heights up there. Oh, we're in the Heights. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very interesting to drive around up in that area though. There's like some old neat, you know, like farmland up there. It is. It's beautiful. Um, Yeah. But that's, so that's one kind of pizza we have not had yet actually is the Ohio Valley pizza where it's like the pizza that's like. They put it in with just the sauce, and it comes out just boiling with the sauce, and they just put the raw toppings on. I didn't know there was a oh well, yeah. there are potatoes like, on banks. With that's that. one of them. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I didn't know that's yeah. called Ohio Valley. I think it's Ohio nice. Valley. That's very Rick Sevak though. You yeah, that. there you go. It's good, very nice. Um, yeah, it's Chrissy. Cool. Have you ever been to the North Hills? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have Larry. traveled there. <laughs> I've been on vacation there twice. That, that's a unique thing about us <laughs> is the South in the north yeah. of the, the town. Yes. It's if you ask somebody in any other city to drive 30 minutes, they wouldn't think twice to meet somebody for dinner mm-hmm. or go shopping. Here, if you have to cross a river to go north, you you there's a terrified look people get in their face like, oh my God, the only way we can get people to the north is because we have a mall that has some unique destination like Nordstrom's and mm-hmm. Tiffany's and the other And the Cheesecake Factory. Things yes. like that. <laughs> I just moved from the north to the South Hills after living in the North it? Hills for That's 27 years. That's a big months. move. Learning a new language, new Here's land. Here's the funny thing. So I've been there eight months, and I still use the GPS to get everywhere. I oh, know I, nothing about the South Hills. Four years I really have. feel like I moved into a different city. It's a whole different feel out there. You're right. Yeah. Jimmy's from the Strip District, yeah. born and bred. Born and bred down there. But now he lives... <laughs> On the south side. Yes. So he crossed two mm-hmm. full rivers. I've crossed time zones. I've lived in Bloomfield. <laughs> I've gone as far out as North Hills. Actually, okay, let's face it. From the strip <laughs> to the south side, it's not a real stretch. Oh, no. You're not going Thanks. through one of the tunnels. No. That's the key. Are you going through a tunnel? There's a language barrier and everything. There is. <laughs> a whole different <laughs> world. A whole different world whole between different those world. two areas. What about you, Chrissy? What part of town you? You living in these days? I live in Braddock. I've been down in Braddock for about seven years now. Um, yeah. So you grew up in East Liberty. I grew up in East Liberty. Yeah. How about I moved out Baker when it got? Square is called now. Oh yeah, it, yeah. That's a different city. It's totally different. Yeah. Than when you grew up there. It's amazing. They they put like a billion dollars of infrastructure in. Yeah. Oh, I believe it. East Liberty, and I, I mean, I kind of miss the old East Liberty. I'm not gonna lie. Miss the baby land and all yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, still be there. Baby land. Yeah, when people didn't want to go there, you know. Now, now it's very. Uh, it's a lot of traffic. And oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, very eclectic. Much so. Yeah, it's the hipsters too. A lot. Yeah, I mean the cool. Oh yeah, cool kids go to Bakery Square. Right? Uh-huh. That's right. Which that's was the old Nabisco factory. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. They used to. Well, I don't know how much you know about your own tour. <laughs> no, they used to make the boxes there, I believe. Isn't that what they used to make there? I don't think they baked. Nabisco. Yeah, I yeah. I think they baked at one point, but you're right. Because it does say NBC on the building, which is not the broadcasting network. No. I know. It's Nabisco Baking mm-hmm. Company or something. You've been to Bakery Square. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've been there last week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a beautiful that's a cool there. Spot. And I nice. want to tell you, Jimmy's home section of town, the Strip District, mm-hmm. it still has this great vibe on a Saturday oh, yeah. on Penn Avenue. People, I was just there a couple of weeks ago, 
And it was great. Mm-hmm. It was people everywhere. There was you could feel cooking, smell foods, cooking, yeah. yeah, the whole thing. And if, if you're coming from out of town, that's as close to like a New York style street party. Mm-hmm. And then they redid the terminal building, which has been there for a hundred years, and a long stretch. It just sat there, right, Chrissy, mm-hmm. at, on Smallman's. My, my mother is like. She's 84. We grew up in the Strip, right? So she lives in Brookline now. It's like, she can't understand the whole term. She goes, I swear to God, the terminal building is, yeah, it's got all these shops yesterday. Cause we were, and she goes, where'd all the fruits and vegetables go? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. It's a whole block out. I don't know where they're going. I don't, yeah. I don't know. But we, <laughs> and I were down there with uh, some friends, and we walked through, because they've redone the terminal building. Mm-hmm. And on the backside, I never knew what was behind it. All these years, even as a native, because from there it goes to the river. Well, it's like Wizard of Oz. You walk through this little tunnel through Mm -hmm. the terminal building, and boom, there are all these brand new apartment buildings and condos. There's like townhomes back there. Oh, Yeah, it's wild. There's like 700, and they go from there to the river. I said to Jimmy, this is... Like Wonderland. Where did all these people come from? Well, rent when I was growing up, remember I was a little kid, I remember it was $75 a month. It's not 75 anymore. No, yeah. no, actually, I, when I was looking for a place to live, I actually looked at some of those places. That, uh, that kind of high it's, rent district. Yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, not cool. for your average. I actually Pittsburgh. didn't even know that people used to actually live in the strip. I thought that was a newer thing within the past five years. Honestly. No, not many. Right? Well, in the '60s, '70s, and no, there weren't many families. No, that, no. Well, there was when I was little. Till I was about twelve years old, I started moving out. There were a lot of families there. The the church owned a lot of the land on 14th mm-hmm. Street, where the where the, the uh, parking lot, and they all row houses. So there were different families there, mixed uh, you know mixed races, and everything was great, uh, wonderful growing up, great childhood. And, uh, then it started to more construction as the growth started and, and uh, it just kept growing. And then Metropole came by 1988 and Rosebud and Rob Fernandez started yeah, a revolution, which is he started the strip turning from, uh, you know, just wholesale, basically, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, when we were in Permanis, you know, one came in from, you came from out of, out of anywhere. Out of the neighborhood, they gave Truckers, you a look. Yeah, we road. gave it. I was a lot yeah. as I was. You know, they knew me and stuff. You had to know to get it. Not then, it's, you just started to change in a great way. And the nice thing was, I how Robin led it. But I mean, the, it's a great integration of modern and keeping the traditions because all that modern terminal building is fantastic. All new new businesses, uh, and then all of a sudden you can go right across this Penn Mac and businesses have been there since. Since I was a kid and beyond, right? Because I was going to ask you that if you like were sad to see like the strip change to way to what it's like now, but I know that's what people like about the strip, and what I like about the strip is that Penn Ave it seems so unchanged. Like yeah. it pe- just looks probably the same that it looks. Other Carson. cities, other cities, I had heard they're, they're using that as an example of how to blend the do, do both. Yeah, yeah, the and modern Carson Streets. What I like is it's kind of Pittsburgh's Bourbon Street. You've heard me say that before. Because it's a great, accurate. It, it has a Step. vibe, an eclectic small business vibe. You don't have cookie cutter businesses. Mm-hmm. Like you can go to anywhere USA and you're going to have the Just same chain. strip. Yeah, there's no Walmart. Yeah. No. The only thing they tucked in there Southside. was a Burger King. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. Some people say it's a nowhere. fake Burger King. It's what's a fake burger. What's, the, what's the behind it's, that? Well, it's, I live in a Southside. <laughs> I believe... I don't know if I'm right about this. I think it's because it, for some reason, 
it's not really part of the fran- it's not part of the franchise something but it is I don't know what that means. Like yeah. they use the franchise's food, but they're not technically part. That's what I heard. Only in- I hear a lot of good. Ru- yeah. or I hear a People lot of rumors. Point that out on the tours, and like they don't elaborate. And I've never heard anyone elaborate. So. The, so on yeah. the tours, so you have the comedians. <laughs> are you talking about Pittsburgh and giving the history in between the jokes, or how does this all work? Yeah. So like we have like a a full script that they all have, and uh, we have like a lot of bullet points of lots of cool like Pittsburgh firsts and weird facts that we found that we think a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically they throw them in where they think necessary or where they think fit on the tour. And of course, if they miss like a point of interest, like yeah. I know that Chrissy works in, we passed WQED, of course, where Mr. Rogers Mr. was Rogers, my And so it's funny, Rogers she was bit. like, I've been working on new Mr. Rogers material. And like, so she's been, te- you've like tested that out. Yeah, I was testing some of that out to see like how that would go over. Yeah. And um, a lot of people just love Mr. Rogers too much to like laugh at, at some of these jokes. Well, like, did like, you hear yeah. about someone yelling at Tom Hanks when he was here doing the movie? Mr. Rod, he was mm-hmm. here doing another movie mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. but they saw him and he told the story on one of the late night talk shows where he was in Pittsburgh and the elevator opened up, and some Pittsburgher said, Hey, Tom, <laughs> don't make fun of Mr. Rogers. <laughs> it was like, He was, don't mess. Yeah. He was so, well, he was, he was the key of humility, the epitome of humility, and in, in, in leading that. And te- holy man, really, an uh, earthbound saint in a way. Uh, my friend Margie Whitman was a producer, and she said, backs that up. And she let me see his last taping. And uh, he was a fan, she said, of my Ralph the Cat bit I did on the radio, which was cool, Mr. Rogers. And Henrietta Pussycat was kind of an inspiration for the Ralph bit, and he knew that. She told, and he, uh, so he was doing his last taping, and there was press, there were only invited, there was about 10, you know, Associated Press and whatever, and me, that were sitting there watching. And I'm thinking, well, he's too busy, you know, I'm figuring, that's okay, you know, I won't get to see him. And I turn, I, I, I tickle on my ear, it's Henrietta Pussycat. He goes, meow, meow. Like, this is Mr. Rogers. So then he showed me, he goes over, shows me how he did the, did the puppets, showed me how he. Come here, Jimmy. Yeah, and then he goes, this, is, this is where we did King Friday. And what, he was showing me all the stuff, but spend like 20 minutes with me. That, but that's the kind of guy. <laughs> he that? reminds me of a Bruno San Martino in the sense that humble. they're humble and it's, it's uh, share. They share. Like, that's, come on, he knew. He knew that 20 minutes is going to heal me for whatever. You know, it's amazing to, to share. And now you're talking about it this many years later. Yes. You remember it. And I'm glowing and feeling great. that have like mm-hmm. the story like that. that we got to yes, jump on awesome. the bus. Yes. The Berg bus. Mm-hmm. Take the two-hour tour. That's great. And uh, Chrissy Costa, where are you going to be soon this summer? Where can we Oh, see I can. Uh, many places. But my next show, I'm actually opening up uh, for the Pickles and Giggles down at the Biom. Okay. Uh, me and Samantha Bentley, who's also on the bus, uh, awesome. and Colin Chamberlain, we are going to be the three local comedians that are opening for Jackie Fabulous and three other national touring comedians uh, for Pickles and, Gil- Pickles and Giggles, uh, July 14th at the Biome. That's wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm surprised Thank I haven't you. met you. Well, we've I mean, seen more. Maybe we have. I mean, yeah. You're only a half person from everybody. And exactly. I do know True. many of your family members, though. Yeah. I say that. Well, good luck. I don't know if they'll claim me, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Comedians are off in the yeah, outcast. Pretty much. Ask Jimmy. That's how you do it. And uh, Nick Walker, I look forward to meeting your wife sometime. Definitely. Yeah. Good luck with the Berg bus. Really cool. And uh, 
I think, Sheila, we should jump on the bus sometime. Oh, I, I think gotta we, see it, yeah. we've got to jump on the bus. Coming in from out of town. That's, that's I would say what perfect. stays on, yeah. what happens on the bus stays on the bus, but, cool that. but that doesn't, it's all over Snapchat and yeah, social media. Cool. So, yeah. 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 We have to be careful. Oh. I am very cool with that. All right, so. Jimmy, keep your shirt on. Uh, that <laughs> can happen. You know that. No twerking. I have, to, I have to take the shirt off. Yeah, and I want to thank <laughs> our engineer, Vic Pascarelli, who's related to Bruno San Martino in Pizza Ferrad, Abruzzo, Italy, who's sort of married to people that. I think his family's related to my wife's family. That's Where are you going with this? <laughs> I, am I right, Vic? You're right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Who knew? Ryan. And uh, Dick Roberts, our producer, also want to thank Jim Petolsky, one of our partners, Face for Radio Productions, Christy Costa, Nick Walker again, the Berg Bus. Check it out. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank hey, you. Thank you yeah, for thank having you us. This is awesome. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, episode 39. That's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.